Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana K. White. I blog over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process as I figure out ways to keep my own home under control. I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 257. And I believe I'm going to call it useful stuff, re-decluttering, and what about when everything's visible or something like that, okay? I am talking with Kenethia, and uh, she is a lovely person, um, and I, I just I really enjoyed talking about her unique situation um, and the challenges that she's had, the successes that she's had, and we just did some um, brainstorming on different challenges, so Specifically, we talk about letting go of useful stuff when you know it's way more than you need, but it's useful. Um, and then we talk about uh, re-decluttering, just the realities of that, and also feeling like everything is visible, you know, following the visibility rule when when that's the way it feels like everything is. So um, enjoyed my conversation with her and want you to, um, I hope you can learn from it as well. But a couple of things before we get started on that, I do need to remind you that it's time to say goodbye. That was a bad idea. I should never have done that because it's not a real song. And so it didn't have a real tune. And so it didn't really, um, it was bad. But I did it, whatever. Um, any K, anyway, any K, <laughs> anyway, guys, it's not over. It's just, let's go on a break. I'm just kidding. Um, basically, this is my final podcast until August. So I believe my date to come back is August 20th. The easiest way for you to not miss the podcast that comes out, or if I happen to put out, which I think I might actually this summer, put out one little podcast um, to let you know about something that's going on. Um, But the best way to not miss when podcasts come back is for you to subscribe in whatever podcast player you use, whether that's the Apple Podcasts app or Overcast or whatever other type of Google Podcasts and Spotify and blah, 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 whatever. I'm supposed to be everywhere now, so you should be able to um, subscribe there, and that way the podcast automatically automatically shows up on your phone and alerts you when it comes back, okay? Because I don't want you to forget about me. Uh, but also don't forget, there's all kinds of stuff. You know, if you need cleaning inspiration, decluttering inspiration, all that kind of stuff, I've got 11 years of blog posts ready for you. Okay. And you can go read through that. A lot of people take the summer to read from the beginning of the blog because it's helpful for a lot of people to see just how 
the actual process works instead of this delusional, okay, I'm going to take this week to change how I've operated my home for the, my entire life. Um, you know, it, it's, it's helpful to see, okay, this is where she did great. And this is where she fell behind. And this is where, cause it was all written in real time day by day as I went through my desalification process. And if you go to, I think it's either get started or new here on my um, site as a, up at the menu bar, it will take you to an explanation of how to read from beginning to end if you want to, um, or even just read that first year or something. So you kind of get an idea of how that worked. Other things are my books, of course, a slob slash book has links to both of my books in all their different formats, Audible, Kindle, paperback, however you like to consume information. It's there for you. It's available. Um, my recommendation is that the books are there as guides. Okay. They are beginning to end. This is how you declutter your home and decluttering at the speed of life. How to manage your home without losing your mind includes decluttering, but it goes into the deep of what do you have to do every day? And why is it so hard to make yourself do this? And why is this a real struggle for people like us? So anyway, those are there. Um, but I also encourage you to become a patron of the show, which I will talk about at the end of the show. So Kenethia, who we're talking to today, is a patron. So she signed up as a patron to do one of these strategy sessions. Obviously, people have signed up that haven't been able to do it yet, but our goal is to get to all of you eventually. Anyway, but that's how you get to apply to do one of these strategy sessions is by being a patron. That's just an extra perk of that. The biggest perk I would say is um, being a member of the super secret Facebook group that we call the kindred spirits. And that's just a lovely place of people supporting each other all using these strategies that we talk about that work for our unique brains. So you don't have to go in and say, um, I know that you're supposed to pull everything out of a space, but that's not how this lady on the internet said to do it. So I want to do it this way. And then people argue with you that, oh, no, it makes more sense to pull everything out. And you're like, no, no, this lady, I listened to her podcast, a slob comes clean. And she says, don't do that. You don't have to go through that kind of stuff. You've got people who are all following the same strategies and all that in that Facebook group. And it's secret. So people share their pictures. And um, encouraging each other. I love it. Anyway, um, but the other thing is the patron only mini podcasts, I guess, which are audio versions of classic blog posts that are going to come out on Thursdays in the summer in a special feed that is only for patrons. So it might be time for you to decide to try it out, even if you just try it out for the summer to get those podcasts and then also get to um, be in the Facebook group and see if it's something that, you know, is helpful to you or not. I encourage you to go and do that. Um, it's $5 a month to be a patron. Uh, all these things are just perks. Basically, what you're doing is supporting the show for $5 a month, which is very helpful for me. Okay, we'll talk about that a little bit more after even though I don't know what else to say because I just kind of told you everything. But um, I'll give you the link to go to to become a patron after that. Okay, I'm going to miss you guys this summer. I actually will. I'm also going to enjoy the time of letting my brain rest from the ongoingness of making sure that I have a podcast up and a blog post up and all this different stuff going over the summer. I just kind of give myself permission to shift my focus to my family. And I appreciate that you guys are always so kind and generous and let me do that. So, and then you come back in the fall. So I will give you this podcast with Kenethia. Hope you love it. Okay, here we go. Hi, Kenethia. How are you? Hi, I'm doing great. I'm so excited to talk to you. This is fun. You did say I could use your name, right? 
Yes. So I'm going to ask the question I'm sure you get all the time. Right. <laughs> Where did Kenethia um, come from? Well, it's a girl version of Kenneth. And um, there was a Kenneth that I was named after. There's a little bit longer story, but I'll, I'll save that for another time, (laughs) but just named after Kenneth. So that's, That's I've never heard that before. Have you met any other Kenethians? I have. I've actually met several. Really? Yeah. Yeah. There was one I even went to high school with. Yeah. How fun. Love it. Yeah. Okay. So um, we are here to talk about decluttering or house stuff or whatever you want to talk about. But before we do, Tell me about your unique life situation, your living situation, all that. Okay, gosh. Uh, how long do we have? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I, it's just me and my dog, actually, and I'm in an apartment now. And I, actually, I had a situation where I didn't really live on my own for quite a few years. Okay. I was helping out my dad with my stepmom, had some illness that I helped take care of her, and then my grandpa. I was helping take care of him and just a lot of transition. And I actually had, um, which is one of my success stories for you, I had a couple storage. Well, I only had one at a time, but I had, when I moved to this apartment, I noticed that the storage unit that I had had for years was on the other side of town. Um, my plan was to, you know, get a few boxes, bring them over, go through them a few at a time kept not happening, kept not happening. So I ended up getting a storage unit that was a lot closer and smaller. So I did go through that one and downsize it some and then moved over close to me. And then I ended up really having a big push, went through that and got rid of it all. So everything I own is in this apartment now. And then I got a little stalled. So there's still in a storage closet, some stuff that needs to be gone through, but so much progress. Um, So I just, um, I think over the years I've always, you know, thought someday I'll use that and save stuff for someday or just, I've, I've always had a lot of clothes. Um, I think I've done quantity over quality. Like I want to have all the options, but then I find I don't wear half the stuff. I, I think options are a big part of my issue, but then they also end up frustrating me too when I have too many options, you know, but I do, I I find myself really struggling with that. I'm like, well, I want to, I don't want to be limited, but then limits are actually freeing. So (laughs) yeah, I get that completely. So I'm, I have a lot less stuff now than I ever have. And I've realized it's still too much. So, um, I'm in the process of kind of going back through. I did a big push last year and then I took a little break, but I'm, I'm going to get back at it because there's definitely more that could be decluttered. Well, to get rid of an entire storage unit, that's Mm -hmm. a big, big deal. And I know there's a lot of people. So how, like, what was your process for that? Well, well, I mean, just the money of like, and when I actually was pretty good when I, when I got it, I didn't put anything in there. Like my dad was like, well, do you want this refrigerator? Do you want this? I'm like, no, I have no idea when I'm going to get my own place again. Yeah. And odds are it'll have that. So I'm not keeping anything. I did keep some furniture that was, I had refinished. So it had sweat equity in it. And then I kept my grandparents, a set of their stuff, which I ultimately ended up sending back to some of the family because I didn't need it. But I tried to really not keep stuff that I knew I didn't know that I would use and stuff that wasn't valuable, but there ended up with tons of boxes of stuff that I just didn't know what was in it. Some of it hadn't been unpacked for 
for years from the previous moves and stuff. So just a lot of mismatch of just random stuff, someday stuff. Well, that's good. I mean, that's, that's a big deal to get. Was it a lot of large items? It sounds like. I actually, they're in the back of the storage. I was pretty good. I had all these systems set up. I was so good. I had shelves that, and I had things on racks where I could move it in and out because at the places I was staying, I didn't have a lot of room. So I know I, I knew I needed to be able to get in there. That's where I kept my seasonal stuff. So I would have to swap stuff out. Um, so there really wasn't a lot of big stuff except in the back, a lot of, um, shelving units and these things that you can pull out. And I've spent a ton of money over the years on all this organizational stuff. I mean, an insane amount of money. And then I find you and realize like, don't organize it, let it go. And, and you I mean, find it easier, like just living easier with yeah, less stuff. Absolutely. And your two decluttering questions were, I mean, insanely like freeing, like all these years I've struggled with organizing my stuff and never thought of it that way. Like just really transformational. Were you able to ask yourself those for the timing of the storage unit? Did you already, were you using the questions as you went through that? Like how did that work when you're not necessarily in a situation where you can take it right now? Right. Um, With the storage unit, I would put stuff, I would like move stuff into different, like, well, switching over to the smaller one, that was the stuff that I definitely wanted later. Okay. Or there was sometimes I had boxes with just a bunch of little stuff in it, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to let that slow me down. So I would take those boxes that were going to take the, what do you call it, head explosion rule stuff, mm-hmm. and just that box went to the other storage, just no question. Because I tried to just do that condensed down, move over to the one closer to me in a hurry. And I think I ended up doing that a little bit with the last move to here. I brought some boxes here that had head explosion stuff in them just to get it out because, you know, you get, you give yourself this cutoff, like, okay, the, the paint storage bill is going to be due in a, you know, a week, I'm going to be out before then and, you know, just make it happen, which is challenging. I mean, for anybody, I know, especially for me with so but then there with the storage unit there's some stuff that did get a little like moldy maybe and that mm-hmm. was easy to let go of course but right. then it's like why did i keep this stuff for all these years only to let it go bad you know, know when somebody I, else could have been using it totally. i really have struggled with that whole like it's not that i'm not willing to let go of stuff it's that i want somebody to be able to use it I can let go of pretty much anything if I know somebody else is going to use it. But Have you been able to get over that some? Um, a little bit because I did start, you know, I was saving stuff, putting it in a pile for this person and that person. And what helped me, the big push was just all of it just goes. And what you said about like, this is the lesson for next time to do it better, be more conscious when I buy stuff that I don't want this to happen again. I don't want to just, basically give stuff away when, you know, a lot of those donation places are so overrun. I'm sure a lot of it doesn't get really used like it could. But you're Um, right. So what you're saying is just that, that goal that I'm going to have less stuff in the future. Yeah. And then I'm only going to have one box of stuff to get rid of on a pretty regular basis. And that I can do in much more of an ideal way. Yeah. But um, Yeah. yeah, that's good. 
And then another thing that helped me um, with the clothing, which has always been a big piece of my stuff, is I found, again, I think my struggle with having so much is I never had a, a style, really. I never had, like, I didn't know what I liked, so I bought tons of stuff to try to figure it out. And then I went through some stuff, even like some colors and stuff like that. And then it was easier to just look at this whole box of gray stuff and know that gray is not my thing anymore. Just that all goes. Oh, that's great. So if you can figure out a way to put a limit on something that way, that was a separate learning, I guess, but it just, it did help also. That's great. I think that's, that's great advice right there. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay. So tell me, you've, you've kind of talked about different things that you've used, but you know, what, what did you list as the strategy that had the biggest impact on your home? Uh, well, I used, what, what is it that you say? Um, if you're not going to be able to find it, then what good is it? Like, is it the second decluttering rule? Yes. Like, uh, if, yeah. would I even look for it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So those things and the value proposition. Like I I think I heard somebody else say like, if you can replace it in less than 20 minutes for less than $20, let it go. That's a good, yeah, that's good advice. And then uh, the other concept of of letting Goodwill store my stuff. Like I got, this apartment has, it's my apartment and then there's a door going up to the other. It's, it's actually an old house and it's split up into several apartments, but the, there, the two apartments upstairs, which happen to be empty right now, their door is the one facing the street. So for the holidays, I've got two wreaths, one for my door and one for their door because it shows more. And then when I was done, I took them back to Goodwill because I'll find them next year. That is amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, because I mean, they weren't fabulous by any means. I got them at Goodwill, but they hung on the outside on the doors and then I took them right back. When it was time to take them down, I just returned them. And before I would have had to find a place to store them, like, because, you know, they're perfectly good wreaths. Why not keep them? But I think the thing with that maybe is they weren't, I didn't get attached to them. Like I've, I've been able to learn not to get super, you know, if it was something for my grandma or something like that, it would have been different of course, but I took so it back. You, so you just came. bought it and then used it and then donated it back again. Yeah. And I'll yeah. find different ones next year. And if I don't, I don't like, right. you know, maybe I'll and have you'll to survive. buy them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe I'll have to pay more and get them somewhere else next year, but it'll be fine. And then I don't have those two big wreaths to try to store. I love that. That's really good. If you think it's impossible to get a kid to put down the cell phone or a video game and do something that's good for their brain, you're wrong. It's possible. Let's take a second to talk about KiwiCo. KiwiCo sent my family some very cool science and engineering crates, which are these cute little boxes that look like crates. Inside the boxes was everything we needed to make cool projects. We got the hydraulic claw and the walking robot kits. And I had a lot of fun looking through the website at other projects I know we'd love to do together, like building a pinball machine, or my daughter and I would love the crate with everything to make soap. It's all divided by project types and age ranges. And guys, the reason these are a good fit for people like us is they have everything you need right in the box. Nothing less and nothing more, meaning you don't have to collect a bunch of stuff, which means there's no reason to procrastinate and no temptation to keep collecting and collecting 
and collecting. It's all there, all you need. As a parent, it can be hard to find creative and new things to keep your children busy and challenged outside of school. KiwiCo solves that problem, and you can spend quality time tackling projects together at home. Do something new with your children. From the Panda Crate, ages 0 to 2, which delivers age-appropriate hands-on projects to help infants and toddlers build a foundation for learning, to the Eureka Crate, ages 14 to 104, which teaches kids and kids at heart how to apply principles. There's something for everyone. Plus, there's no commitment, so you can pause or cancel anytime. KiwiCo is redefining play with hands-on projects that build confidence, creativity, and critical thinking skills. There's something for every kid or kid at heart at KiwiCo. Get your first month free on select crates at kiwico.com slash clean. That's K-I-W-I-C-O dot com slash clean. Kiwico.com slash clean. Okay, so you mentioned, I think before we started recording, that you work nights. Is that right? Yes, I work. Well, not all the time, but the majority of time I work third shift. Okay. So you did mention on your um, form that, you know, things like doing the dishes has been really um, helpful. Can you talk about how that works with working nights? Because I know that's a big struggle that a lot of people have is, especially if you uh, say that you usually work second shift or third shift, which means sometimes you work other shifts and things. Right. Yeah. Well, given it's just me, that helps. So there's not other people involved, but I still like I'll sometimes do the dishes before I leave for work and then I don't have a dishwasher. So, um, they're dry in the, the strainer bef- when I get back and before I go to bed, cause I come, I sleep as soon as I get off work, I come home and go to sleep and then I have the afternoon and evening up. Oh, okay. So I'll just maybe do them at night or I try to really do them as I go. And sometimes I still, dishes math still gets me. Oh, it does all of us. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm just like, why do I keep doing this? Oh my gosh. I know. know. I'm like, I'm like, I know better. I wrote the book, literally wrote the book. I know better. And it still still happens. It happens. (laughs) It happens. But the funny thing is, which this is maybe a different topic, but I'll mention it here and then we can come back to it if you want to, is I've heard your voice in my head with do the dishes for other things. Oh, interesting. Because the thing is with do the dishes, it's, it's that simple thing that will get you moving. Yes. So I'm like, okay, I'm overwhelmed. I'm standing in the middle of the floor, kind of looking around. What do I do? Just do the dishes. Like just do the easy thing. Even in my business, I'm like, just make the call, just start. Like, it, that I think that was a huge thing. And I, I've even tried to figure out like, because the four steps, like do the dishes, sweep bathrooms and pick up, like those are such, it's so impactful. They really make such a huge difference. Um, so I've tried to think of things like in my business where I could do that, like just right. make the call, just fill out that one form, just, you know, whatever it is, but yes. just to, to break it down and make it super simple for something that will make a difference that you'll be able to see you're making progress. I think that's huge. That's, th- that's great. And I love, I, I think it's that experience, you know, it's like experience mm-hmm. teaches you that I went ahead and did this small thing and I felt so much better and I was able to keep going and I was able to finally make progress. And so that then is able to apply in other areas. That's really great. Yeah, Thank you absolutely. for sharing that. 
Absolutely. So tell me what questions you would like to discuss today. Um, the things I had um, written down were like letting go, which we already touched on this a little bit, but letting go of useful things when you have more than you need. Like I kind of struggle, And I think partially it's because I didn't mention this through the end of the getting rid of the second storage. I had, I hired a little bit of help. I had okay. a lady that, that helped me and it was just, she didn't really do anything I couldn't have done on my own. It just was nice to, I think some people work better having somebody like she honestly could have came and sat on the couch and just been here and said every now and then go back to that same box you were working on. Don't go in the other room and start on something else. Just, you know, um, and the putting it where it goes now, like makes us, and then, but then you see like my problem with some of it was I didn't have homes for a lot of things because my place was new and I was still figuring out what I was going to put where, but putting all the stuff together, the useful stuff that I think I should keep, then you see like how much you have yeah. and realize that it's, it's excessive. So when you talk about the useful stuff, you're talking, you're specifically talking about things that you know is useful, but that you doesn't necessarily have its own unique home, but it's put into that storage closet. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Or even, even when I do find a home for it, well, like post-it notes, for example, okay. which I have here. So right front of mind, I have some in a, a little storage thing in the bedroom because that um, ended up being a place where we put, and then I have a little office area. So there's some in each, but I know there's more than I need. Like, and that's yeah. the other thing too about keeping stuff in different places. But if it's where you're going to use it, like sometimes yeah. here in the front, I will grab it from the desk, but would it be okay to walk three more steps? Well, not three more, but a few more steps yeah. and get it from the other room. I don't know. That well, way I it's think all together. It's, I think it's perfectly fine to have it, you know, to, to keep post-it notes in the multiple places where you use post-it notes. Right. It really all comes down to the container concept, you know, so it's that, even if it's just this little basket on your bedside table or it's this little space next to the phone, although do we have phones like that anymore? I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, or it's this little space in the kitchen or wherever it is that you have it, even if it's not necessarily a basket, it's that defined space. And so it becomes this, you know, and you think of the clutter threshold too, of, okay, at what point have I stacked enough post-it notes that I knock them over on a regular, you know what I mean? It's, it's that definition of clutter being anything that consistently gets out of control. So as long as it's staying under control and it's not taking up space that something else needs, um, then sure you can keep them, but there does come a point because I know for me, you know, post-it notes, are not initially the thing for me, but they are an example of one of the things that, that when I think I use those, I need those, and I start picking them up every time I'm in an office store out. And all of a sudden I realize, but that's, that's the beauty of having the spaces designated because you bring them home, you go to put it and you're like, okay, this one's full. So you go to the other one. Oh, this one's full. And then, okay, then I have to get rid of that stack of post-it notes that was the off-brand that I didn't actually, you know, or whatever. So it's that same concept of letting the container decide. And maybe it is a matter of getting some sort of an actual post-it note holder so that it doesn't 
morph into a, you know, pile and, you know, it becomes something that triggers in your brain. Oh, that's full. I don't need any more. I can't buy any more. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think with me too, um, added to that is I still have some, I guess what I would call, they were useful at the time. So I have a bunch of like plastic, I don't know what you call them. People use them in their craft rooms and stuff where you pull out the drawers and it helps you organize stuff. And they're nice, but they're ideally, I would like to get it down to where I just have my desk and my dressers and that kind of stuff. And And that situation, I guess, helped me organize stuff that I had, but I'd like to continue to get down and get rid of those, especially with they're out with them being out in the open. If I had more room in the storage closet, then I, they could maybe go in there and help organize stuff in there. And that way they're not out. I mean, they're not hideous, but I would like to get to where it's not what you want out. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, and you know, that can be a matter of if you want those things, if you need those things, and you've decluttered them, so you really do only have what you need, and maybe you can get rid of one or two by doing that, consolidating and getting it down, and then saying, okay, well, then this goes in the storage closet. So you go to the storage closet, and you say, I need to make room for this. Storage closet's a container. What in here could I easily get rid of to make room for these things that I want out of the normal space in my home and put them in there? Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. In fact, that made me think of my pantry, which again, your voice has been in my head on that (laughs) because I so want to get in there and rip everything out and reorganize it. And I will someday, but I haven't had time. And so if I would have done that before I knew about you, I would have taken everything out and then created this big mess and it taken me forever. So now I just pull enough stuff out to get what I need to get in there. Mm -hmm. And then I go on with my day. And shut the door. Well, and doing that on a regular basis with all those little teeny bits of time mm-hmm. and energy and consciousness and all that means that when you do the big pantry clean out, it's not quite as overwhelming right. as it was. You're still going to find things that you're like, how in the world have I missed right. in the back corner <laughs> for all this time? But yeah. But yeah. Well, the good thing is I've only been here a couple of years, so how can it be? But yeah, but still, yeah. I always, always, I find dates on things and I think, oh my goodness, we moved here and I already had this. I moved this and it was expired when I moved it or something. Right. Oh I'm still amazed yep. to find things like that. Yep. So what was the, uh, what was another question that you had that you want to talk about? Um, let's see, re-decluttering the same desk or counter over and over again. Yeah. I'm looking at my desk right now and it's just like, really, you can't keep that straight. Really? Okay. So life happens and it does, especially with desks and anything with paper and all that. Yeah. So how often do you, would you say that you re-declutter it? Not as I, another thing that really helped me was your suggestion of having people over. I started having having events and having people in, you know, which was awesome. And it would make, you know, and I let go of it being, I have this huge problem with perfectionism Mm -hmm. and it, it wasn't perfect. It, everything wasn't right exactly how I would want it to be, but, but I still felt comfortable enough to have people in and everybody had a good time and it was, it was fine, you know, and the more often I have those, the better things stay. And so I really need to do something on a regular basis. That area hasn't been decluttered since probably before the holidays because that was 
like the last time I had something. And I, actually, I really, I even remember somebody was going to come over and then, so I was doing this push and then she, she changed it and um, we met out somewhere and so it still hasn't happened. <laughs> So. Did you have that? Did you have what I have in those moments where you're like, oh, good, I don't have to do that? <laughs> kind of. Yeah, but I, I have those moments. I like being forced to do things, but I'm yeah. always when I don't have to. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, there was a little tinge of like, tag on it. Like, yes. that was going to make me do it. I know, I know. <laughs> because life, you know, like there are other things I want to be doing, but. And then the other thing, too, I'm sorry, I keep getting off track, but no, it's kind of all related. Like, Something happened, and I think the dog broke out the little window thing. The pain, her and the other dog upstairs hit it just at the right time, and it was oh, cold, no. and it was glass, and it just shattered. And so I had to repair that. And the stuff from the tools and stuff didn't get put away, like sat there forever. And when I finally did it, it took me like five minutes. And I'm like, why on earth did I just not do it? I kept walking by it and being mad and like, why not just take the five minutes and just do it? Like that's the story of, yeah, I totally understand that completely. Well, let's talk about that desk. So is the desk out in the open? Kind of. (laughs) It's, it's like you can see in the front, in the front, it's on the side where you can't see through the windows and stuff, but it's, okay. it's there. I, but I it's something it. that if you're going to have people inside your house, it's something that bothers you. Yeah. yeah. And okay. So is it possible to treat it as a habit, like as a habit building thing? So yeah. when I say that, what I mean is, you know, take the time to deal with it today and then straighten it tomorrow. And then straighten it the next day and then straighten it the next day for seven days until you kind of, you know, over that time, you're going to tweak a few things here and there of how you want things. But you're also, that kind of stuff helps me trigger in my brain, oh, wait, I don't want to set things that are random down here anymore, you know, so it it eventually does that and it'll help you kind of figure out how you want that space to be. And does, you know, I know that I'm really big on just declutter. But right. a lot of that just decluttering, it, the purpose is to live with it and then figure out, okay, does it need some sort of organizational system? I mean, you know, my right. problem with desk stuff is that I always bought very complicated things with lots and lots of slots. Mm. First of all, I, that was well before I ever understood the container concept. And so right. I would just, you know, load them up and anyway, and it, they just okay. didn't work well for me. But right. over time, as you know, you live with a space and you're like, this is how I want it every single day. I'm for one week, I'm focusing right. on this space. Then over time you might go, okay, if I just had a tray right here, that would actually take care of half of yeah. this problem. Yeah. So, you know, thinking of it in that way, instead of, and if you need to think of it as re-decluttering, I'm big on whatever whatever word helps you in that moment. That's exactly mm-hmm. what you should do. But maybe yeah. it's a straightening thing. Well, mm-hmm. and it also could be considered like dishes math because like the longer I let it go, the longer it's going to take. Where Absolutely. It could take five minutes to clean it up if I did it ever so often. But right. when it's been weeks, it's going to take hours Right. Days. Well, yeah. and it's just like, you know, focusing on my dining room table, which I, you know, is a big struggle for me. It's right inside my front door. Focusing on that is what helped me get to the point where I 
cannot stand to just randomly put mail on there. Like I have to go ahead and deal with the mail as it comes in the house, you know, and put things in their different places, which a lot of that is the trash, you know, and, and deal with that immediately. And part of that, um, remembering to do that and focusing on doing that is because of focusing on keeping my dining room table from being a total disaster. And when something is, is cleaned off and it's clear, there are certain things that I'm obsessive about, like this table that you see from the windows, it stays pretty cleared off. And it's like the less things on it, the more you notice, like there's something on there that needs to be moved. That was helpful too, to realize. And I, I think I knew that I always would like get something straight and then it would creep in. But as I, as I realized, like, keeping that, you know, one thing cleaned off was like, for one, a visible visibility win. And then also just, it's easier to keep when it's cleaned, mostly cleaned off, then it's easier to keep cleaned off. Like, right. And giving yourself permission to re-declutter it when it's one item on there. Yeah. Instead of, you know, for me, sometimes I'm, I would see the one item and I think subconsciously my brain was thinking, Oh, I'm going to have to declutter that again. Cause it's going to get, you know, it's like, no, if I move this one item, then it's back to being right. You yeah. know what I had worked on. So yeah. just maybe yeah. just focusing on that one space or whatever, or, mm-hmm. or the counter or where, wherever, whatever other space there is. <laughs> yeah, the flat surfaces, because I actually <laughs> don't yeah. have that many. I, sh- yeah. I like well, good. really like, it's a struggle to even sometimes find somewhere to fold the laundry because there's, there's not a lot of flat surfaces. I have again, that probably comes back to, to too much on my, um, dressers and stuff. I have books cause I don't have bookcases. So it's like, there's not a lot of free, you know, areas yeah. and I try not to do it in the kitchen, but sometimes that's, you know, where it has to do, be done. Yeah. So, so and go ahead. Speaking of laundry, like folding right out of the dryer and stuff, that's such a great, you know, I, I kind of had always done that with my clothes because a lot of my clothes, I don't like to iron at all. So I would pull those out and hang them up right away, even before they were all the way dry, but like towels and stuff like that, I would let those pile up, but just do it, just do it, just get it done. It's, what is it? Procrastinate clutter? I know. And then it's over. Like, I think that's the thing. It doesn't nag at me anymore. It's just over. It's done. It disappears. It's gone. I love it. Did you have a a third situation you wanted to talk about? Um, Yeah. um, I think what not knowing where to start when it all seems visible, this kind of ties in with that desk. I guess it's different situations. Like a lot of times it's just me. Um, So to me, what's visible is stuff in my bedroom and mm-hmm. like maybe address that before, because I spend more time in my bedroom and my kitchen than I do in the living room and this front area. So I guess, you know, visible is wherever you want to start. Like if you have well, people coming over, maybe you start in the living room, but. Well, and I think, you know, I, I do actually define it as wherever people come in, but the goal of it is to get to all those other places. So you know, focusing on getting those spaces decluttered, like actually things gone, not just shifted, but actually things completely gone to the point where you're like, this is what I want these rooms to look like. And here's my, you know, ground zero for these rooms. And therefore they're easy to clean. They're easy to take care of. They're easy to pick up. 
because everything's very definite in there. So, you know, starting at your most visible space and then when you want to declutter, go back to those spaces and take, you know, a five minute pickup, we'll get them back to ground zero again. You know what I mean? And then moving on to the next most visible space, maybe it's the shelf or the, you know, side table in your bedroom that somebody could see when they first walk in, you know, because it's really just a matter of feeling overwhelmed with everything you could do and not knowing where to start. And so if you just say, okay, I'm going to go with what's visible. This is where I'm going to start. And then yes, other people might see that, but at the same time, wherever you are in your apartment, when you pass by that door, because that most visible space in your room has been decluttered, it's going to make you go, oh, you know, I mean like, oh, that looks so good. You know, you know that feeling yeah. when you're like, yes. oh, this space mm-hmm. was always cluttered before and I never noticed it. And now all of a sudden I right. see it and I think, yeah. oh, I love it. You know, I mean, I still yeah. think that about my living room. It still makes me happy to like yeah. look in and go, oh, this is right. just like yeah. I want it, you know? Um, yeah. <laughs> That's why it's, it's like ended up, like when you walk in the door, everything on this side that you see when you first walk in uh-huh. is always nice and clear. I, I'm like pretty good about keeping it all straightened up. And then, but if you, if you look the other side, it's like, okay, that's where view that as a head start on the visibility role. You know, yeah. you don't have to think of it as, oh, well then I don't have to follow it. It's like, well, that's just a head start because it's simply a matter of a quick pickup in there. And then you're moving on to the next most visible space. And then that visible space being better inspires you to do some more decluttering a little bit sooner. You start back in those most visible spaces, do a quick pickup. And then that space you worked on just needs a quick pickup. And then you move to the next one. And, and that's how, you know, you can make that momentum really happen, which the momentum is what we're all after. Right. Yeah. I mean, that was the thing. I mean, I, I always felt like I was just spinning my wheels and never Mm -hmm. making real progress, but you know, letting myself say, that I am by definition saying that the living areas are number one. That's what deserves my attention first. Yeah. Even when my bedroom was really bad, you know, then by saying, no, that that's first, then it let me do that, maintain that and then move to the next space. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. I think I just have some work to do around like the example was the pantry, but it's also like my closet. Like, yeah, it's so full that like, the stuff that needs to go in there won't fit, but it totally, you know, the stuff that's not fitting is because I'm using it and it won't fit because there's stuff in there that I don't use. So but if you need to take a day to clean out your closet, clean out your closet. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, yeah. not, it's not the end of the world or whatever, right. but I think it's, um, if you're finding, if you take the day to clean out your closet, as long as you're really truly decluttering and not just moving those things out into the rest of the house mm-hmm. without homes. Um, is, is that before, before I knew about this, I would have pulled everything out and made yeah. a giant mess. So it still kind of can be the one in one out, but like multiple things can come out. And I guess one thing I still struggle with is allowing space, having extra room because it's like, Oh, like, that's a place but I've realized how valuable, yeah, how yeah. valuable that is to be able to move the hangers and get stuff in and out easier is, is worth more than having every square inch filled. Oh my goodness. Yes. Yeah. Well, and you know, I, 
we're kind of doing some time warping here because this will air later and I've already recorded a podcast that's coming out next week and blah, blah, blah. So anyway, in the past at some point, I don't know, um, I talked about re-decluttering my closet, you know, and as I decluttered that, I was so ruthless and I think honestly, my favorite thing about it is that I was not decluttering it with the purpose of having space to put more stuff because I had already decluttered the rest of the house. And as I would take things to my closet, I would one in one out them or occasionally just shove it in there or whatever, you know, it was like, so that, so it was kind of like, that was the last resort. And, and it was nice because decluttering that closet, I mean, I got rid of so much stuff, but I also have no panic feeling that, oh my word, it's going to fill right back up. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I do. And here's a, here's a thing too that I've found myself doing. And this is almost like head explosion worthy. It's like my closet has, um, it's small because this is an old place. It has two things on the sides where you can't really see it or get to it. So I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, what can I put back there? That's stuff that I don't really need, but I can get to if I need it. But like, so I just put so much, like you don't have to put something there. Like it can be open, like not in that way. You could like move stuff over easier. You don't, ideally you want to have it all where you can see it and maybe just not even use that space. It's like, but it's to hard feel, to think that way when you've yeah, always been, a yeah. always had too much. Yeah. It's huge and, that you're even trying to put that. stuff in, you know, every little gap to just yeah. make use of the space. I mean, I've, I've, some of the places I've been has been very small and I've had to really like go vertical. In fact, here, all the, the ceilings are really tall. So I have this one shelving unit I have is really tall. People are like, Oh my gosh, but take advantage of that vertical space is something that I've been able to do. But do I really need all that stuff? Probably not. Um, Well, and the beauty there too, is to realize that if you let yourself do that, if you let yourself just leave those inconvenient spaces open, then as you live life and as you come upon something like a special Christmas tree or, you know, that's the first thing that pops in my mind or something, you know, or I'm trying to think what I would do in that kind of a space, but like, you know, chairs for picnics with your friends, maybe you and your friends get really into going to such and such concerts outside or something. And you're like, I need a place for these chairs. Then all of a sudden you have an open space in your home and you're like, I'm going to have room for something fun that's going to come up in my life that I'm going to need the stuff for. You know, I have lived at times in my life where something fun presented itself and it made me feel panicked because I was like, I can't even bring that right. stuff into my house, you know, Absolutely. Yeah. but to know yeah. that letting that stuff just be free open space is giving you room for whatever's going to come up in life yeah. is, you know, that's kind of exciting. That's good. I, I, I'm definitely going to use that. Who knew that I would ever <laughs> see the value in open space? <laughs> right? Me too. Me too. That's what, I think that's one reason I so relate to you is because a lot of things I like, I'm like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Like, just, are we like related somehow? I mean, it's so There's crazy. a lot of us out there. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I did want to share my, my hair tie success, yes. which is crazy. I remember you talking in the book about having 
all these hair ties everywhere, mm -hmm. ponytail holders, whatever. And I did too. I would even keep some in the kitchen on purpose because I would use them sometimes to, um, instead of a clothespin to oh, that's um, a good idea. chip clip, you know, yeah. just put the rubber band around it. And then when I actually needed one, I couldn't find one. So crazy. But I've had this one. It's, it's clear kind of, and I have um, the counter in the bathroom is white. And I've had this one lone ponytail holder that I use almost every day because I'll pull my hair back randomly for a little bit and then take it down. And it's been sitting there for a good, close to a year probably. Like, You've been using the same one yeah, the for a year? Yeah, the same one goes That's back amazing. to the same spot. Like, um, I, it just blows me away every time I look at it. Actually, I think of you. I'm like, yep, Dana taught me that. It's, <laughs> it's just really cool. I, if I taught you that, um, I have not learned it. So <laughs> I have yeah. my certain spots where I usually pull it out of my hair and I'm like, yeah. if I need one, I go check those spots. And Yeah. Oh. But this one, I, I mean, I have others that I'll wear for different things. Sometimes I'll keep one on my wrist. Like if I know uh -huh. I'm going to have to throw it up, so, you know, if I'm actually going to work out, which needs to happen a lot more, but, right. but, but this one stays in the bathroom and it has stayed, it has stuck. And That's I let go really of cool. probably, I mean, I can't tell you how many ponytail holders along with yes. other crazy stuff. I'm like, why do I need all these? I don't I know. It's crazy. I know. Was there anything else that you wanted to talk about? Um, I guess just making, you know, not making myself, but trying to make it fun too. I think for a while, actually, um, I don't know where I got this idea. I think maybe something from one of your podcasts, because I have this rebel spirit to me and I sometimes don't want to do the things that I need to do when I need to do them. So I had done, um, and I always want to make things pretty. I try to make it pretty. So I had a, um, first I started with like cut pieces of paper and I'd pull one out like, okay, do the dishes, do the pickup, like what at random, just to make oh, it more uh -huh. of a game instead of having to do it. Um, and then I did some for some of the bigger, more in depth chores and I'd pick one and, and do it. And then I, I used a glass jar and I used the, the wood toothpicks uh -huh. and wrote in on there in silver and I have a like top where one falls out and stuff. So so it's kind of helpful to That's do great. You know, something like that. Just to like, I have a few minutes. Oh, I know the whole, the big thing was the tea pad and the like not realizing how much I could get done in a small amount of time. Like you, right. you see this thing and you're like, I don't have time for that. There's no way, but both the visibility rule and the fact that chunking it down, like lets you do stuff. Like even if I have, let the dishes pile up and have a giant pile of stuff. Like maybe I can't do them all, but I could do a big chunk of them. Like one thing I always try to do with that is like, like on the Tupperware containers, it seems like it takes those longer to dry. Uh -huh. So I'm like, Oh, I only have a few minutes. Let me at least do those and they can be drying. And I know I won't get back to them for a while so they can have their extra time to dry. Just, thinking about things differently instead of that's being huge being willing to do it part way. That's yeah. huge. I mean, that's because yeah. that's such a reason for not getting started is not yes. thinking that you'll have. And for those who aren't, you know, familiar T pad stands for time passage awareness disorder, yeah. <laughs> which a lot of us have. <laughs> yeah. so. And just, I've always been kind of an all or nothing. So yeah. learning, learning to do like 
just a little bit and be okay with it. I mean, like just paralyzed with the overwhelm of it all, but you have given me a plan like to like, just, just start here, just do this and then, then do this and then come back to it and do it again. Like, like it's never going to all get done. But every little reason, bit you do is so much better. Yeah. And I think we have this illusion that like we'll get it figured out and it'll like just be, oh, it's, that's probably never going to happen. Right. But it can get a lot better, a whole yeah. lot better. Well, I love hearing that. Thank you so much for coming on here. I want to ask you what your favorite thing is about being a patron. Oh, I love it. I just love the community. Everybody's so supportive. And, you know, sometimes if I'm struggling, just being able to go in there and say, you know, hey, like, (laughs) I'm I'm decluttering this counter again, or dishes math got me again. Right. And, you know, everybody's saying I get it. And, you know, just just do the steps and do a five minute pickup or, you know, whatever, just do the little things that make the difference because you know, they make it. Sometimes you get overwhelmed and you forget that the little things make a difference. So, right. And having a community that will help remind you of that instead of, I think sometimes the fear in sharing is that then somebody's going to give me too much advice, you know, like a big old list of, Oh, well then you should do this, 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 and this. But I feel like everybody understands the value and the need to break it down to that really small chunk at a time and the real progress that that will bring. Yeah. And there's been so many times when I hear somebody else struggling, I'm just like, will you just listen to Dana's book? Will you just, just, I mean, <laughs> like, here's the answer. Just yeah. quit being stupid. Just, <laughs> just listen to it. Um, it's good. Well, thank you. Thanks so much for um, coming on. Thank really you fun. for all that you've done. I mean, you've really have, like I said, just massively. Cause, cause I, I think the one thing I didn't get to is like how much we, I don't, maybe we talked about it before, after the recording. I don't know about how the different things like the four steps have made me see I can use, you know, not those same four steps, of course, but just the simple things in other areas, like in my business, just do this one thing that makes a difference and keep doing it, keep coming back to it. I think for some reason we forget like that things need to be repeated and, and yes. that's how you make progress. We think we can just do it once brain. and it's done. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I wish it was a project. I really do. Cause I would love to be done, Yeah, but oh, well, that's not how life works. So, <laughs> okay guys, I hope you loved that conversation with Kenethia. I did. I thought it was really fun. Um, and I think it will be helpful for a lot of you to kind of just, I think it's helpful to have these conversations because it lets you apply these concepts in different situations, which then hopefully lets you then apply the same concepts in your situation. So seeing how it works in different homes and different lifestyles and different circumstances and all that kind of stuff is helpful, I believe. Okay. Just one last shout out for Patreon. Don't forget about the exclusive for patrons special podcast feed. So my understanding, and I will have this information out to patrons, it will be there for you when you become a patron or those of you who already are, you're going to get a special feed. 
And, and Rachel, my podcast editor says that this is really actually extremely easy. And she assures me that it is anyway, but you will set up the feed and it will actually go into your normal podcast app. So you're not going to have to like, go listen to it on Patreon. You will listen to it in your normal podcast app the same way that you do normal podcasts. And it will show up for you each week once you set it up, but you only get access to that feed because you're a patron. Does that make sense? I'm not for sure exactly how it works, but she promises it's easy. And so it won't be something where you have to remember to go back and listen every week. It will just show up in your app like this podcast that you're, I'm assuming you're subscribed to if you're a patron. Okay. Um, I will probably start doing um, more strategy sessions, recording some more early September. Okay. So if you're a patron, go ahead, sign up for that to get on the list. And then my assistant, Jennifer, goes through those and checks back in with people, finds out their schedules, see if, if they're still interested. And then she does a practice call with people just to make sure all the tech issues are dealt with. So we don't have to take time to do that when we talk. Anyway, so that that's basically how that's going to work. So you can go ahead and sign up for that, but it won't be anything instant right away. It'll be over time. Okay. That um, I'll be doing more of those strategy sessions to put out next year when I always say next year, but it's next school year. You know what I mean? Okay. All right. And uh, just where you need to go is um, patreon.com slash a slob comes clean. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash a slob comes clean. And that is where you can go directly to sign up for Patreon, find out more about it, find out how it works. Um, I think they charge your card on the first of the month or around the first of the month for the $5. I do believe they're going to be having to add because of laws and all the things that change all the time with internet stuff. Um, they're going to be adding tax to that. So it might be the $5 plus tax. I'm not sure. Anyway, but you should be able to find that out through Patreon. They handle all the money and then I just get a payment once those once a month, once those um, payments have gone through. Does that make sense? Okay. So it's patreon.com slash a slob comes clean, or you can just look in the show notes for this or go to um, a slob comes clean.com slash podcasts. And there's a link to Patreon there as well, or just send me an email, a slob comes clean at gmail.com. When you do sign up for Patreon, look for the link to sign up on the spreadsheet to get invited to the Facebook group because it's secret. It can't be searched on Facebook, which also means that we can't just give you a link to ask to join it. We have to actually invite you specifically. So it makes it a little more complicated, but it's what allows it to be a super secret Facebook group. Okay. I think that's all I'm going to say there. I will talk to you guys in August. Have a great summer. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.